0: You are now listening to The Conversationalist Podcast. Hey guys, thanks for listening to The Conversationalist Podcast. Uh, I'm Jesse, and I'm here with Amanda. Hi. And um, we're going to go over um, our third show. Um, Well, I guess it'd be show three technically, but it's the third part which is covering uh, silicon valley comic-con um... of sunday so um, sunday basically some stuff we're gonna go over is um, the floor sunday we were finally able to walk the floor um, photo op with peter mayhew um, we talked a little bit about uh... the general confusion associated with um, the photo op um, Now, there was a panel, which was a comedic take on pop culture with Studio C and uh, John Hedder. And uh, we went to um, Stars of Cosplay, the women panel. And uh, finally, the closing ceremony, which was Nuff Said with Stan Lee and Steve Wozniak with uh, the closing address. Um, Our main topic, we're going to focus a little bit more on... um, the stars, the cosplay. Okay, so um, basically, um, we were really busy with panels and and going everywhere. Um, on Friday and even Saturday, that I think we were on that floor, on the general floor for what like ten minutes. Not even that, and we didn't really walk anywhere. So Sunday. Um, we actually had some time to, uh, walk on the floor and just check out some of the, um, you know, different little, you know, stores they had set up and, uh, you know, just, I don't know, some of the showcase stuff, you know, that they had. Um, I mean, I know there were some things that stuck out for you. Um, you want to talk about them?
1: It was i I don't know it was pretty basic convention vendors, you know artists there were a lot of cute um cute art there, and then of course people selling their toys and uh what was that thing that we got um, It's an
0: ocarina oarnia is how you say it it's like a it's like not a flutophone, I think it's called the o- Ocarina or ocarnia. Something like that. I mean, it's not quite a... It's not a flutophone. It's actually significantly better than a flutophone, but it's like a... um, It's a wind instrument of sorts. Um, We thought that was pretty neat. Um, They had some booklets there um, for how to play uh, different songs associated with uh, different video games and and movies. And uh, so we bought one for our son, and... He seems to like it. He was walking around the house the other day, you know, go, you know, I don't know, fucking whistling away on that thing, trying to learn how to <laughs> play it. I don't think he was necessarily, like, trying to read any music off the off the little sheet on how to, like, work the keys, but uh, it was nice to see that at least, like, he enjoyed that instead of just, you know, getting your kid a plushier, like, a a comic book or something like that it got him something that was a little different you know might uh help uh foster his interest in music even further um so the people that were there were actually really helpful and actually played their little oh okarias pretty well i thought it was uh pretty cool and they weren't it wasn't too expensive i mean it was like 30 35 and it came with a book that you know taught you how to play at least 10 songs from popular video games like zelda and mario um final fantasy um so uh that was pretty cool um they had a section on the floor that was like mostly everything that had to do with stan lee including like a little art gallery and we actually took um some photos of uh well i i took photos amanda took some photos of some of our um favorite pieces of art um that were up there, uh, sketches of different uh, Marvel superheroes. Um, there were some really good ones. Um, I haven't actually posted those yet, um, but I do intend on posting those on our uh, on our Facebook page at facebook.com conversationalist. So um, there were some really cool ones. Some of them were drawn by Stan Lee and some that were drawn by other people. Um, as it just so happens, they were doing like a meet and greet with Stan Lee close by. <laughs> But uh, they made certain that there was no way you could sneak a photo of Stanley. Like, it was fucking impossible. The line was so long and it zipped around. They had curtains everywhere. They had security behind curtains. They had security at the front of the line, at the side of the line, behind the meet and greet table. They were yelling at people that were just looking in their phones. You know, you weren't allowed to be on your phone at all in line or they'd kick you out. It was retarded the level that they went to to make sure that like you couldn't just take a random snap of stanley i mean i he charges a hundred dollars for you to meet him and to take a photograph with him and
1: uh yeah it's expensive
0: yeah i don't know it just seems ridiculous that like you're not even allowed to take a photo with him or you know take a photo of him i mean most people are going to pay a hundred bucks you know to one not just take a photo with him but you do get to meet him briefly You know, so I don't think it's going to muscle into anything that he's selling. You know, I just think that, uh, you know, not allowing somebody, like, to just snap a photo that's already in line and paid money to see him isn't allowed to do that. It just seems like to be going a little far, but, uh, that's just my opinion. Um, but, uh, again, the, the, the photo gallery of all the sketches was pretty cool. Um, the, uh, the floor, I I don't think anything really stuck out for me. Like Amanda said, there a lot of the stores I've seen it like WonderCon or Comic Con or any of these other conventions. Um, you know, a lot of the same things you see everywhere. Uh, I mean, I think the one exception was like Madame Madame Tucson's, uh little display. They had like wax uh, figures of uh, Steve Wozniak. I can't think of the character's name from Big Bang Theory.
1: It's Jim Parsons, he plays Sheldon.
0: Yeah, Sheldon. uh, They had one of um, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. They had one of William Shatner in his Captain Kirk uniform. They had one of Albert Einstein. Uh, they They had one of Steve Jobs. And they had one of Jennifer Lawrence, dressed up as the Mockingjay, which is kinda cool. So took a bunch of pictures of those, pretended like I met Steve Wozniak taking a selfie <laughs> um that um but uh you know generally, I don't think there was uh much that like really stuck out i mean other than um there were there were two displays, one was i it might have been like a fan vehicle, but it was set up like the uh old ghostbusters car,
1: oh yeah, I think that was like um. For San Francisco Ghostbusters, SF or something like that, because the Agents of Shield car that they had next to it was similar. It was a, it had a San Francisco affiliation to it.
0: Yeah, I thought I thought that was pretty neat. Um, the car was really cool. What was funny is that I was actually just gonna snap a photo. I didn't I didn't necessarily want to take a photo with them. But, um, I did want to snap a photo of, like, the Ghostbusters dudes in their cosplay uniforms with the, uh, um, is it Ecto-1? And, uh, uh the guy was actually gonna step out of the photo. <laughs> and I'm like, no, dude, you can stay there, that's cool, I mean, you're fucking dressed apart, like, you complete the ensemble, just, you know. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. I'm like, man, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure, you know, I was trying to take a photo of the car, but I'm not gonna be like, hey... Get out of the way. Get out of the picture, dude. (laughs) You know? You know, I want to take a picture of your car, not you. It was just, like, it was funny. I mean, he was trying to be accommodating. I just thought it was silly that he was, like, totally prepared to, like, move out of the way for me to take the photo. Um, But uh, the car was pretty cool. And then they had, uh, um, like, a booth for um, Michael J. Fox's foundation, um, trying to find a cure for muscular dystrophy, and so the table that they had there, you know, they were accepting donations for that. And um they had the Toyota truck um, from the original movie there, that big black lifted truck. Oh, my God. thing's so cool. It's, like, mint. The car's, like, in perfect, ultra-perfect condition. It was so shiny. It was super buffed. It obviously looked like Biff gave it two coats of wax, <laughs> not just one. <laughs> so, um... That was pretty cool. Um, And they had a DeLorean there. You know, they had all the little blue lighting on the outside. Like, if it had, uh, you know, already hit 88 miles per hour and was starting to, like, light up, you know. Um, That was really cool. The only sucky part is, like, they had this stupid tripod that was standing right next to it. So, kind of ruined the photo, but it was still neat. Um, But other than that, I mean, aside from everything that, you know, I mean, because... We were just trying to kill time on the floor. Like I said, we bought all kinds of stuff from different booths before, and like I said, there was really nothing that uh, like stuck out, that, like really separated it from, you know, any anything from any other convention you would expect. Um, they did have a little section for uh, all the different uh, cosplayers that were there, um, mostly women, and. Um, Let's see. Do you recall any of the cosplayers that were at these booths? Uh, You you met two of them, right? Or three of them?
1: Um, It was Alexandria the Red and uh, Kit Quinn and... Why am I drawing a blank? Her last name was... Goner?
0: Huh. Was yeah. it Jamie? Not sure. See, the thing is, is like Joanna. Joanna. So okay, here's the thing. I have yes, notes. yes, I'm a dude, but no, I don't follow any of these female cosplayers. Nor Jacqueline. A... Jacqueline.
1: Jacqueline Goner.
0: Yeah, like nor am I the guy that's like, oh my god, the girl's so hot on Facebook. Like that doesn't interest me. What was funny is that. um Okay, like we'd mentioned in the, the previous uh, podcast, might have been part one or two, that like Amanda does blog. And so um, she wanted to talk about the cosplayers um, specifically and, you know, different women associated with cosplay. Well, I was like, well, let's talk to some of these people, you know, and, uh, you know, Amanda was kind of like, eh, you know, I don't know if I want to, but I was just like, whatever, let's just go up there and talk to them. I'm sure they won't mind, like, getting their photo taken i'm sure they get asked that like all the time and so um the first one went up to what was her name do you remember her name that was um kit Quinn. okay so we walk up to her and initially like she seemed like real nice she was kind of like oh hi you know but then when i was about to start talking to her she, like, started talking to, like, some other chick, and it was the one girl that was dressed up like Wonder Woman. I,
1: Valerie Perez.
0: Yeah, she was, she just, like, started talking to, like, Valerie Perez, like, when I had just started talking to her, like, kind of rude. <laughs> you know, I was like, uh, okay. Like, we were just mid-sentence, and then all of a sudden she's like, oh, blah, 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 and starts talking to this other person, and I was kind of like, uh, okay. You know, so then when she was done talking, and then she was like, oh, well, no, I'm totally cool, like, taking photos, and, you know, and I think she was kind of, she was looking at me like, yeah, I'll take a photo with you, and I'm like, well, actually, um, you just wanted to, my wife wants to take a photo of you, <laughs> and she was like, oh, she was like, okay. So, she poses, and, you know, that was, that was cool, she was accommodating. Um, you know, we talked to her briefly, and, like, she seemed... She seemed cool enough, other than the brief, brief moment of uh, rudeness where she kind of stopped talking um, to talk to this other lady. So, um, you know, whatever. Um, Forgivable, not a big deal. So, um, we go to the next booth, and that booth was... What was her name?
1: Alexandria
0: the Red. Now, Alexandria the Red was pretty approachable, and...
1: She was the nice
0: one. Yeah, she was really nice, and... You know, I was basically like, "Hey, you know, um, Manda wants to take a picture with you." Um, you know, is that cool? And initially, she was like, um, "She was like, oh yeah, you know, that's fine." Yeah, so you know, she was you know pretty accommodating. Um, you know, she was basically like, "Oh yeah, you know, I'll take a, I'll take a photo with you." Um, and I was kind of explaining like, you know, I'm. I you hope know, this doesn't seem weird. I'm, like, asking, you know, for her to take a picture of you or for me to take a photo of you and Amanda. And I was, like, it's, she didn't really want to approach anybody because she didn't want to be a bother. And she was, like, oh, no, I get it. You know, early on, like, you know, even still, like, even doing the cosplay, you know, it still makes me nervous sometimes. Just, uh, she was real chatty. I thought that, uh, you know, generally, you know, she had a really nice... Uh, She had a really nice attitude about everything, and, um, you know, her cosplay, I don't know what it was from, I don't know if maybe she was, like, it seemed kind of Princess Jasmine, even though it wasn't blue, it was red, I'm not really sure, like, what she was cosplaying specifically. And she had
1: just posted on her Instagram that it was just gonna be, um... A belly dance costume, so I don't think it was an
0: actual... Okay, like a cosplay, just dressing up. Yeah. So, um, then we went to the next table, which was... The, um,
1: Jacqueline, uh, Jacqueline, I can't say her last name, Goner or Goner. Okay,
0: so she was the one that was dressed up as like a, like a... Mars Princess or something like that. I don't remember. Yeah,
1: she said she's supposed to be a Martian. But she never she never came out and said what her exact character was. So right. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, and what's funny is, um, you know, later on she was in that, uh, you know, Stars of Cosplay, the women panel. And when we had exited that panel, there were two people that were outside that saw her. And they were like, one of them was like, what's she supposed to be? But then, like, one of the girls is like, I think she's supposed to be, like, a Martian princess. Like, she knew what she was dressed as, and I'm like, really? She fucking knew that? Like, how did she get that from that costume? Because, like, it was very revealing. There was uh little left of the imagination. I mean, if she was cosplaying somebody, like, a character that's dressed specifically like that, I mean, she had the body to pull it off, but, like, it was definitely, um... Like next level revealing, I guess. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, uh, but I didn't know what she was cosplaying, but it was supposed to be like a Martian princess or something. And so, um, Amanda got a photo with her, or of her, and um, that's when we kind of saw the creepy old men that were like, oh, hey, can we get a picture with you? Oh, you know, we'll donate to buy some prints. And, you know, we're like, oh, can I go behind the table and take a photo with you? And you can just kind of tell that... She was really uncomfortable. and Like, he was like, oh, can I put my arm around you? And she's like, um, just don't touch me or my, the front of my costume or anything like that. Because, I mean, anywhere he touched her, there wasn't really any clothing there. You know, so... And yeah, he was gross. Yeah, that dude was really fucking creepy. Like, even me from a guy's outside perspective looking in, I was just like, this dude is weird. Like, and, I mean... I got that vibe, so I can only imagine the vibe she got, like, you know, being half-naked by herself behind a table with some 50-something-year-old dude, like, drooling over her. It's kind of, uh... You know, I don't know. Yeah. Dude should have been ashamed, but wasn't. I guess
1: that one was... Oh, I just had the name. Because it's on her Facebook. Deja Thoris, Princess of Mars.
0: Okay. I don't know where that's from, but, I mean... If uh, I mean, it sounds like her. I mean, it sounds like her costume is pretty spot on because, like I said, when we were walking out of that other panel, there was somebody that like knew exactly what she was. So, I mean, obviously, like she was doing it true to character because somebody recognized it right away. Um, you know. But anyways, we met some of the you know women cosplayers and you know, seeing some of the things that were on the floor and basically we were killing time because, um, I mean, well, one we did want to see what was there but two is we're killing time because um, we were doing the photo op we wanted to meet Peter Mayhew initially we were going to meet John Heater and I was like oh you know John Heater would be totally cool to meet Um, we love Napoleon Dynamite I'm sure he wants to get past that character (laughs) he's done a lot of characters (laughs) but you know people do bring up Napoleon Dynamite a lot when they talk about him Um, we really appreciated the movie we saw it a ton of times it was a great comedy It's, it's very rewatchable um, but, uh, at the last minute, we were kind of like, you know what? Let's fucking meet Peter, Peter Mayhew. Peter Mayhew, uh, he's Chewbacca. Who doesn't want to meet fucking Chewbacca? He's been in, like, every Star Wars movie. Yes, let's meet Chewbacca. So, um, that's what we did. He is as tall as he looks. I mean, he was sitting in a fucking chair and he was taller than (laughs) he was sitting in a chair and he was taller than us his hair was like super frizzy wild like just like i mean i guess like
1: like chewbacca (laughs) like chewbacca
0: hair he was wearing a chewbacca t-shirt with shades on and he had a very english accent which i mean big shock anybody who knows who peter peter mayhew is knows that he has an accent but uh it was still like really exciting to meet peter mayhew for the brief moment that we did and you know take a photo with him and be able to say we met chewbacca that's totally cool um so uh after we did the photo op um you know we kind of had some just general complaints because the thing was it was really easy to get um to get a like pass or whatever to meet peter meet to meet peter mayhew i mean basically you got in line you figured out who you wanted to meet or whatever and then you just, you know, paid a small fee or whatever, and then you got to, you got tickets, and then you could go meet like so and so. And so we really wanted to meet Peter Mayhew, so that's what we did. And, um, you know, they basically said, oh, you know, you're gonna meet him around 11:30, so show up at 11:15. And so we showed up at like 11:10. So we show up at 11:10, and we check in. RFID bracelet scans. They're like. Well, um, you know, you're not supposed to start lining up till 11.15, but they have, like, this huge section of area that's, like, open, like, for the lines to start. Like, there's no reason they couldn't have started a line if people were starting to line up. Yeah. Like, there's huge amounts of floor, and it was completely fucking empty. So, I'm, like, I'm literally only, like, five minutes early, and she's, like, oh, you know, we're not lining anybody up yet. So I was like, fine. So we walked off. We walked around for like a couple of minutes. We come back. It's like 11.14. And I'm like, hey, uh, you know, I asked some other lady. I'm like, okay, so where do we line up at? And she's like, oh, well, did you check in at the table? I'm like, yeah, they already scanned my RFID thing. And she goes, okay, well, can you go back over to the table and just so they can, they can tell you where to line up? I'm like, okay. So I go walk back over there to the table, and they're like, Oh, um, no, you don't have to scan back in. Go talk to that security lady over there, and she'll be able to tell you where to line up. So then we walk over to that lady. Okay, ma'am, this lady at the table told me that I need to talk to you about where we're lining up now. And she looks over at her watch, and it's like 11.15 now. And she goes, oh, you're not supposed to be lining up yet. And I'm like, the lady said 11.15, and it's 11.15. And she's like, oh, well, hold on. So then she had to go ask somebody who had to go ask somebody. And then finally they create a line. And of course there's somebody else. It's like, you know, gets in front of us. And so we're like, whatever, you know, it's not a big deal. We wanted to get there early so that we can be one of the first people to meet him. So we weren't just like the 20th people in line. There just kind of like next, 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 you know, we're hoping like to be the first. And, uh, well, guess what? VIPs. Not only do they get in early to the fucking panels, But they can show up late to meet and greets too. So even though there was a lot of general admission people signed up, a lot of these VIPs showed up like 15 after, like at 1130 when the meet and greet's supposed to start, just show up and boop, they get put through the line. And I'm just like, God damn it. Like, you know, maybe we should have fucking paid for those stupid things like if we were able to, you know, afford them because like it was retarded. Um, You know, I thought that it was only for certain crap, but apparently it's for everything so um you know we're just kind of annoyed by the just a general lack of confusion that was trying to figure out like where the line was supposed to line up um in the general lack of communication between the workers that were all working in the same area because we weren't asking like a person from like over here to like a person over there who's just standing around we were asking the check-in person the security person that was doing the line stuff Another security person that was, like, making sure that nobody else walked out on that portion of the floor. And, like, uh, there was, like, a supervisor person that was there, too. And, like, nobody was talking to anybody. Like, nobody knew anything. It was uh, just a lot of bouncing around before you we were finally able to get an answer. And um, so after the photo op, um, we went downstairs and um, attended a panel. And this one was a comedic take on pop culture with Studio C and John Heater. And um, what was funny is, like, when I went there, like, I had no idea who Studio C was. I think most people were just there for John Heater. And so um, there were, like, only a couple of hands that got raised. And they're like, who even knows who Studio C is? Like, (laughs) only, like, four hands got raised. Um, But they played a, a short film... And it was uh, like a soccer short, and I don't remember the name of the character of the goalie, but some of you may remember the soccer short where um, there's like a like a tiebreaker situation, and so the teams are going back and forth trying to score a goal, and um, this one person, this one goalie on the team, he keeps getting hit in the face with a soccer ball repeatedly to where he's like <laughs> almost. He's like has he obviously has a concussion. He's trying to like not block the goal at this point, but somehow he keeps getting hit in the freaking face. And <laughs> it was just a really funny video. And I remember watching that video like several months back, and I thought it was great. And I, I actually showed Amanda that video, and you know she thought it was hilarious too. And so as it turns out, Studio C are the people that had made that video, and they said that was their real first big viral video that basically, like, got them attention. Um, They said they've done a ton of videos. They usually average, like, two a week, they said. Um, They're all from BYU. And coincidentally, John Heater went to BYU as well. And um, the Studio C consists of ten people that are all from BYU and all do the sketch comedy um, with what is Studio C. And that um, technically all of these people are, um, they're all technically employed by BYU um, because they do shows for like BYU TV because they have their own television channel. And so I believe they do like sketch comedy and stuff like for the college. And that one or two of them even actually teach classes related to like improv comedy and like drama and stuff. So, um, that was pretty cool. Um, they actually showed another trailer (laughs) that was, uh, about the bop, (laughs) the bop it (laughs) for those that remember the bop it. Um, if you don't know, if you, if you haven't seen these, uh, clips, I would go to YouTube and type in like, um, soccer short studio C and it'll probably come up um the same for like bop it studio c the bop it one
1: for studio c
0: right or you can just look for studio c because all their stuff's associated with it listen to amanda (laughs) um but uh the bop it short was freaking hilarious because it's getting passed down this line and this guy like everybody else got these like really easy bop it ones and then whenever he would get it it was like lick it (laughs) Lick it. <laughs> he had to keep so licking gross. the fucking Bobbit. And at one point, like, the girl before him's got to sneeze on it a bunch, and then he's got to lick it again. It was uh, just really gross, but at the same time, like, really funny. So, um, that had, a I mean, there were a lot of laughs. And what's funny is, like, there were some panels we went to where it actually felt like they were an hour. I mean, it wasn't really like they were boring or anything, but... Just, they, they kind of lagged. But Studio C's, that one kind of seemed like it ended really fast, right?
1: That's because they played a lot of clips, and they were enthusiastic.
0: Yeah, I just think that, I think they were really, it was really funny, and their panel went by really fast. I kind of, like, found myself, like, really? That was an hour? Like, it really it really flew by. Um, and John Heater is a really funny... Um, really funny moderator, like, just funny in general, because, like, he had a lot of people laughing with just, like, like, his moderation. (laughs) Um, there was one point where, like, this one kid was familiar with Studio C, and I guess there was some rumor online that, uh, one of the female panelists was possibly, like, in a relationship with, like, it just so happened the guy that she was sitting next to, and the kid was like, "Is it true that like you and him are a thing? Is that like true? Like, but like he asked it like, you know, kind of like Benifer when people refer to Benifer or talking about Ben Affleck and Jennifer Gardner. Well, like he kind of like asked like with their names blended together.
1: How is Jennifer Lopez? I know when he was Benifer.
0: Well, was, okay. Well, well, yeah, it was Benifer or man. Don't fucking correct me. I don't know what I'm talking about. They're both Jennifer, anyways." Smartass.
1: Whatever.
0: <laughs> I don't, You totally fucked up my point, but yeah, that point. Benifer and Jennifer Lopez, or Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. You get what I'm saying. Anyways, this kid asked what their names kind of blended together in that manner. And so the girl's kind of like, uh, no, there is no thing. No, we're not dating. Never have. <laughs> it just like really shot it down. I mean, in a funny way, like she wasn't like, "Oh, I'm so mad that you asked that question," but uh, then you had John Hedder, and he even sounded like he even had like the kind of Napoleon Dynamite voice when he said it. He's all, "Wow, Made to make it, way to make it weird, kid." <laughs> he's like, he's like, "Oh, why do you ask to ask that question? Now it's all uncomfortable." Um, but I mean, not that that's like super hilarious. I mean, I guess you had to just like be there. um but he he was just generally just really funny just with some of the commentary that he had just kind of left people like laughing a lot of the time um so there's that um later on right after that uh panel took place um we were hoping that maybe like you know it john header temp or john heater temporarily and be like hey can i get a photo with you but they went in the back route, so we didn't get the opportunity to meet with those guys. And then um, just kind of last minute, like a couple of rooms down, uh, Stars of Cosplay, the women, was taking place. And we didn't actually plan on attending that at all. I mean, at least that wasn't something we both agreed on. But I guess Amanda wanted to do it. And so we went down there. And as it turns out, like they had already let everybody into the room. And initially we were like, great. Like it's almost over or it started early or whatever. And I guess it was just started. And what was funny is there were fucking empty spaces like right in the front row, so that was totally cool. We were kind of uh, tired of sitting in the middle or back areas. Um, yeah, we did the have guy to, I had we did, to sit
1: next to was not happy. We
0: did have to scoot in a little bit to make you know accommodate a lot of people that kind of showed up. Um, you know, probably had been you know left other panels, and so they were trying to get into this one too. And um, there was this. You know, well, there's no other way to put it dude is fat dude was really fat and he took up like his whole seat and was taking up like a I'm section of my... and like you know part of the seat that he was next to but we had to scoot down to make room for everybody else and so Amanda had to scoot down a seat and so you know this guy couldn't take up like two fucking seats and he was just like breathing really hard and just generally being kind of a dick um you know but whatever you have one ass you get one fucking seat that's right. So um you know after uh you know after this uh panel took place, um and we'll get we'll go back to this one as kind of a like the final topic. Um we went to um Nuff said with Stan Lee and Steve Wozniak for the closing address. And so it was mainly just Steve Wozniak talking about the con, how you know next year is gonna be Silicon Valley Comic Con two point and it's going to be bigger and better. Personally, there were a fuckload of people there. And with how that convention is designed, I don't know how they're going to be able to accommodate a shitload more people. I mean, when we were um, talking about this, Amanda and I, I kind of thought that, like, okay, the whole reason that WonderCon got moved down south was because the convention center or whatever in San Francisco couldn't accommodate the uh, size. And so San Francisco was supposed to be making... Improvements to um, accommodate WonderCon coming back, but WonderCon's been at Anaheim, the Anaheim Convention Center, for like the past two or three years. And so now it's in LA. And now it's, you know, it's in LA instead of going back to San Francisco. And so, I mean, I guess there's a question of whether or not it's ever going back up north. It sounds like it might end up being, I got it. it might end up staying down south. And it's probably going to end up getting as big as Comic Con is. That's what they're hoping for. Um, I think that's what they're hoping for, and that's probably what's going to happen because I don't see it going back up north. And I think that's probably why they moved down south is because the convention centers are larger. Um, the convention center in San Jose, yeah, it's nice, but I don't see how it's going to be able to accommodate a huge amount of people, especially with the design, the way they had it. Um, they definitely didn't use a lot of space that was open, nope. and there were a lot of like choke points where, like I said, there was just... Too many people going one way or another way um, just created for a lot of general chaos. Um, So, uh, you know, bigger and better next year, hopefully more organized with more help. Um, Now, when this is uh, after this was taking place, um, you know, you had Stan and Steve, you know, just talking and you know, about the con in general. Um, Stan Lee was only up there. Um, for a little while because then his daughter came up and he left the stage with his daughter and then John Heater was called up and John Heater was basically like doing his best impression of Stan Lee which I think he did a pretty good job with uh, he was pretty funny <laughs> yeah. you know they're like oh what's your favorite uh, character and he's like oh I'm the god they're all my children and you know oh they're no no I can't just pick just one and um you know, you guys should be happy you guys are meeting me, you know, because that's how Stanley is. is. Um, so, John Heater really had a lot of people laughing. I think at some point, like in the early stage when John Heater came up, I think it, it seemed like it kind of annoyed Steve Wozniak because I think they kind of set something up where um, the presenter was like calling out into the audience, and I guess John Heater was supposed to be like, oh, hey, I'll come up here and, you know, substitute for Stan Lee. And so he was supposed to come out of the audience, but he came out from the side of the stage, and you could kind of see Steve Wozniak like, "Why weren't you in the crowd?" Like, you know, it's kind of like, "Okay, yeah, that, uh, yeah, that did didn't go as planned. Let's move on." Um, but, oh well, it's
1: not like he ever did anything he was supposed to do on stage.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, at one point, like they were kind of like, "All right, you know, we're gonna let Steve Wozniak kind of elaborate on something." And then he's kind of like, I don't want to be up here by he's myself. Like,
1: okay, good night, bye. Right?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, because Stan walks off stage, and then John Heater's walking off stage, and they were going to let like Steve basically like finish with uh, the closing address. But when everybody else walked off stage, like Steve Wozniak was done. He, you could barely, you could tell he didn't want to be up on the stage by himself. Although, I mean, like, I mean, he's not like a famous like actor, or actress, or. You know person that maybe is comfortable with that kind of stuff, I mean, I would think he would be being that like he was co founder of Apple and probably had to do presentations or that kind of thing, but like maybe that wasn't like his strong suit and just something he's not comfortable with because when everybody else was done, he was done, and so um you know that was pretty much the end of the convention um We got some pretty good photos of uh of them, and um you know we ended up posting those. Um, on our Facebook page at uh, com slash conversationalist. You can check those out. Um, there's still some other photos that we need to post up there too. Um, but for our main topic, you know, to focus a little bit more on the stars of cosplay, the women, um, they went into some detail with uh, Prince and, you know, the, I mean, I guess the controversy or now lack thereof of Prince um, and how they relate to female cosplayers um they talk briefly about patreon um the sexualization of cosplay and being a role model and uh you know being comfortable in your own body or skin and the haters so um you know of all the things that they covered um i mean did you wanna you know, talk about or, you know, focus on any one of those topics that they talked about? Like, which one interested you most or you, you like, most have an opinion on?
1: The thing I most have an opinion on is the lady that asked the question at the end, which was basically saying that the girls should be more conscious of the, the costumes that they're wearing because little girls look up to them and if they're strutting around in skimpy costumes and what kind of what kind of example does that set for the little girls right. and yeah that was
0: a parent asking one of the last questions uh during the Q and A.
1: well you could assume it was a parent or she could have just been a bitch right because i mean she didn't try and have any kind of nicety in her voice like she just came Like It seemed like that's what she came to the panel to do was to make somebody angry, which is like, why would you waste your time doing that? Like, I don't know. There's a lot wrong with that to me. I mean, especially because during the whole panel, you know. They're
0: talking about being comfortable in their body and, you know, like people should be able, you know, you should be able to just do it for yourself and that kind of thing. Yes. Well, you can elaborate on it. I was just briefly talking about it. I mean, they went into a lot greater detail.
1: Well, no, that's the thing. It's just that lady was dumb. That's what bothered me. It's like why sit through the panel when they are all talking about how, you know, that's things that you should be, you know, doing it for or, you know, things about yourself that you should be happy about. And she was just over here like. Oh, yeah, your costume's fine for adults, but what about the children? You know, she's freaking Maude Flanders over here. Won't somebody please think of the children? When it's just like, it's not really a children issue. It's it's a lady issue. It's a her issue.
0: Well, I I mean, I get what you're saying. I mean, I think basically, um, like what Amanda's saying is that, um, you know, toward the whole part of the panel, they were explaining how you know, they do what they enjoy and that, uh, you know, as long as you enjoy it, to keep doing it. And, you know, to, you know, to, you know, some people initially early on that they were, um, you know, nervous or not necessarily comfortable in their own skin, but when they were able to pretend to be somebody else, they were able to gain a certain level of self-confidence. And, you know, um, they even talked about, like, There was one girl up there that um, I believe is um, of a different ethnicity. I think she might be black. I'm not 100%. But, uh, you know, she dresses up. um, I think she's from, like, Texas. And so, like, she would cosplay um, different characters that weren't black. But, you know, she's black, and so she wants to cosplay as a character that isn't black because she likes that character. And so, you know, talking about how you know there was a lot of hate for people that are like you can't cosplay that character because you're not the right color um you know so being comfortable in your own skin as well as being comfortable in your own body um you know and just if you can accept yourself and be happy with what you're doing that you know you shouldn't have to worry about like what anybody else has to say and so you know you have you know these you have these women making good points about you know people you know, don't need to worry about what it is they're doing. If they don't like it, they don't have to look, you know, they don't have to be involved or any of that kind of thing, you know, just let these girls do what they want to do. Um, you know, and so you have like the entire panel basically focusing on that. And then this lady asks a question toward the end of the panel and is basically asking a question that's kind of implying a certain level of shame and responsibility on them for, um, you know, like, ruining today's youth or, um, you know, not being conservative enough, you know, and or not being, like, great role models because they're dressing like slutty. It almost seemed like a certain level of slut-shaming was going on there. It and, was. And it was just, like, this lady did not hear a single word that was being said. It's because she came in full of hate and and so like that was the kind of i mean topics they were focusing on and she just completely ignored all of that and still went ahead and asked a question that went against everything that panel was focusing on trying to get past so um you know it, it was kind of confusing but like amanda said maybe she was just there to piss people off um the i mean i guess the one thing that interested me the most was how there were people on the panel that were like uh, you know, prints when they were first introduced were kind of a controversy, but you know, now they're kind of not per se. And the reason is is because like now people kind of expect it of you. When you're at these booths, people want to be able to buy prints from you, and so now they do now now it isn't kind of a stigma for people to have prints of themselves when before it was. Um and so there were a couple of women that are up there you know that do have prints of themselves but basically it seemed like some of them started to get prints after it seemed like it was a generally accepted thing you know it seemed like there were one or two of them that were like early adopters of it and basically didn't give a shit what anybody else had to say about the prints (laughs) they just went ahead and did it yeah um you know but uh i think one of them was alexandria the red am i saying that right Mm-hmm. And so um, I think she'd kind of been doing prints early on, and it basically His
1: Patreon.
0: Well, I mean, what she had done prints, right? Is what I got from that. Is well,
1: because she came up kind of differently, because most of the cosplayers on the panel were, were older. Older, yeah. And, well, and,
0: and they and they still do prints, but I think what, when it kind of came to the prints. It kind of segued into Patreon, if you kind of want to talk about where they went with that.
1: Well, the whole thing with her was she was saying that prints, when she started, were already a thing. So, it it wasn't an issue for her. Like, it... I and mean, prints were just... Normal. She, yeah. Normal. Uh-huh. But the whole Patreon thing is where I think um, a lot of girls on the panel were still... Throwing shade even though they said that they weren't because um, Alexandria has one and none of the other girls do and they don't agree with the, they don't agree with it. They think basically it's a money grab. That's the feeling I got from what they were
0: saying. Well, one of them was saying like basically I personally don't agree with Patreon. Not to say that I, you know, think that anything you're doing is wrong. It's just I think that it's, you know... That it's like a money grab, whatever, whatever. But I'm not saying that you're doing it. It's like, really? Like, you're saying that it's shady, but you're not saying that you're saying it's shady. But that's what you're saying. Like, that's confusing. Like, you're saying that you're not talking shit, but you're talking shit about it. So
1: That's what I was saying. They're throwing shade at her, even though they said that they weren't.
0: And then, um, you know, basically... I mean, for those who don't know what Patreon is, Patreon is basically where... Um, say I was a fan of Alexandria the Red, and I wanted to see the progress of, like, some new costume that she has coming up, but she's trying to accumulate funds to come up with this, uh, this costume that's gonna cost X amount of money. Well, there might be 50 other followers that also want to see where this is going, so they give her 20 bucks a month they send her 20 dollars a month and for that money she uses it to um develop her costume but also she sends like progress information and like behind the scenes video and photos of like the development of the costume and kind of gives like special access to stuff like you really wouldn't know about like as far as the process goes
1: well patreon is like a tiered a- 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 it's like crowdfunding because it's tiered.
0: Right. If you pay this much, you get this. And if you pay this much, you get that. But it's
1: like a subscription service as well. And that's right. Because what... you're paying every month. Right. So
0: Yeah. So, her I mean...
1: perks are set because that's how she sets them. But somebody else could have a different set of perks. Like there are some other girls that if you donate to them, they'll send you... Like topless polaroids or polaroids of them in their panties, and I think, or you know, prints or whatever they choose. It's just a lot of girls, you know, are doing but the polaroids. None of the ones right that now. were on the panel. Well, no, that's the thing. But I think the reason a lot of girls on the panel don't like the idea of Patreon is because of those other girls that do that. Because I mean, like, like Alexandria was saying, you know, for five dollars you get the work in progress updates and maybe a picture and if you know one step up it's like oh you get a print every month so it that's nothing like you know harsh or scandalous but there are other people that send you a lot more if you send them the money so I could see why some of the girls maybe might not want to do that but at the same time that's up to you because it's your patreon and you set the standard for what you send to your followers
0: right and I, I mean I don't think that like Patreon should be something that gets burned down just because there's a couple of ones that use it for kind of like shady purposes I mean if she's you know if she's kind of you know set her standards and she's not engaging in that kind of stuff then like who are they to judge her you know I mean maybe they speculate that she does do that but if she doesn't like what does it matter they're supposed to be like oh more power to us you know don't judge us you know, oh, we should be able to do what we want to do, but not that because we don't agree with that. Like, no. You can't, in my opinion, you can't be like, okay, accept us, but we're going to throw shade on somebody because we don't do that. Like, I know um, the one that plays Wonder Woman, what was her name again? Valerie Prince. Okay, like, her... She apparently has a really good um, government job, and um, so she says that, like, she doesn't actually accept money at all, you know, she'll basically show up at, like, a kid's party and will basically take trade, you know, somebody might give her this or that, um, you know, for showing up to a party or, you know, she'll, uh, she'll show up, you know, and donate her time to a hospital, like, you know, for kids, um, you know, that are sick or, you know, any, anything like that or, you know, like, say somebody wants to take photos of her, um you know, doing something, you know, for a professional photographer, instead of accepting money, she'll basically say, oh, well, you know, if you can provide me prints of, you know, for me to sell, you know, you, well, I'll take that and trade or whatever, so she but does she all of it,
1: doesn't the... sell except for a booth.
0: Right, exactly, but, but she, she gets has, like, the prints and trade, and she, she sells them at booths. legitimate
1: art prints, is what she was saying, Right, she... because
0: she trades with professional photographers.
1: No, it's, it's not her, though, it's. She models for these people and then they give her like their artwork.
0: Right. So it's okay. not like Yeah, so so I mean I mean what she does is she she does everything in trade. And and so but the thing is is she doesn't need the money because she has a good job. So she's like, Well, I don't accept money because I do all of these different things and so, you know, but she doesn't need it. There's these other these other people, they might be selling prints because They're looking to supplement their income because maybe they don't have great paying jobs. And so this kind of supplements their income. And other ones, they might be trying to do this as a full-time gig as a model or actress or whatever it is they're trying to sell themselves as. And so, you know, they are doing Patreon. They're doing prints. They're, you know, putting themselves out there as models and trying to make this a full-time thing. You know, you can't be like, oh, well, you know, I don't do that. But, okay, you don't do that because you don't need to. You know if you are able to support yourself with a perfectly good paying job, you know what does it matter if somebody else is trying to do it on on the side you know to supplement income or you know to do it as a full time gig? I don't think she was necessarily talking down to anybody, but it seemed to me like when she was talking about it that she was kind of like separating herself almost to like sound better than the rest of them. That was she kind of my vibe.
1: Well, she mentioned the whole tax thing, which to me, I don't know if she was using that as her excuse, but
0: oh right, yeah. Well, because no, I think what, oh well, yeah, taxes, like kind of avoiding taxes, back taxes and that kind of thing, sales taxes. But I think um, what uh, what she had mentioned was like, okay, she dresses up as Wonder Woman. If she's like selling prints of hers dressed of her dressed up as Wonder Woman, um, I think what she didn't want to happen and she said this has happened to other people who have cosplayed that have like gotten big is like the basically the studio will go after them for like a certain share of the money that they've made or all of the money because they're dressing up as a character that's basically like copyright copyrighted by um the the studio or like marvel or whatever and so then they get sued and all of a sudden they owe like all this money You know to a studio because they earn their money like pretending to be a character that's owned by this studio. And so what she doesn't want to happen is to accept money so that she becomes liable for a possible civil suit where she owes money. And so like her safe way out of that and not getting caught up in that is to do trade and donate time. Because you can't pay for something that you're not profiting from. So, I mean, she's smart that, uh, she's kind of thought ahead on that. You know, of course you know, she does kind of look like Wonder Woman, which is probably like her bread and butter. You know, she resembles her. You know, but obviously if you weren't dressing, if you were trying to like cosplay as other stuff that's, like, not as recognizable, you probably wouldn't have that problem. And then you can do that on the side. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I think Patreon is something that should be accepted. And then, if you don't accept it, don't do it. You know? Mind your business. So, uh, you know what that said? Um, I think the Silicon Valley Comic Con in general um, was a lot of fun. We had a really good time. And uh, what was funny is when we actually left on our way home driving southbound on I-5... We actually uh we actually saw a DeLorean driving past us. Obviously not going eighty eight miles per hour because we could still see it. Huh. But uh we snapped some photos of that and we uh we posted it on our Facebook page. So um I think with that that's the end of the show. And um again if you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything, um you can email us at uh, that conversationalist at gmail dot com. Um, you know, check us out or subscribe to us on iTunes um thanks for listening take care and goodbye bye